Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are so happy you decided to join us today. Um, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to set up and break down. I think that's what makes it so handy to use and why I'm basically using it every day at practice. Um, Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400. You said that right, $400 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches at any level. Um, It's... uh, it, you're not going to find anything out there and it's got a 14 day free trial. We believe in it so much. We want you to join. We want you to come and kick the tires around. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I can tell you people love it. I can tell you that people do not want to leave, uh, go over and check it out. And it's got everything from clinics to videos, to, to, uh, me talking to lessons, to courses, to handouts, to practice planning, to parenting, to whatever you need as a basketball coach, it's got it in there. Also go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, Funnel Down Defense, and leave a five-star review. We'd love those. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Uh, so that's what our goal is, is to have five guys that can shoot the three. Um, and, and so we uh, – something from, from Coach McKilpigan was talking about licenses. You know, like, hey, we need you to be able to knock down the top of the key three. And, and uh, that creates the defense to have to respect it and guard it and then we can, uh, you know, kind of play out of that. And so, uh, yeah, we want everybody to shoot it. Because when, when we have five spots that can shoot the three, then you have the spacing where people have to extend. Then you can make the dribble and the penetration. It, it's, I think that's a huge yeah. shift in the game over the 30 years of my coaching. It's like that wasn't necessarily st- when I started in the late 80s. That was not the case. But now it's you ha- everyone has to be able to hit that. You do. Um, yeah. This was in our last game of the season. We made the conference tournament this year for the first time since I've been here. 
uh, as the fifth seed. But at the beginning of the year, we had our nine freshmen. We had no idea, you know, how to play, so we were dribbling a lot. And, right. and this this possession right here is is great for us to kind of see, hey, we, we're attacking, you know, we're sharing the ball, we're catching and seeing. This is a wonderful possession for us to like just get an easy bucket. Right. And that's that was something that was huge because we started off this um, that game down like seventeen to three, and you could see that three right there brought it back within one. So right. Um, that that was uh, it's fun for us to kind of see us continue to build and then just you know obviously frustrated not being able to have an opportunity to I know right the, the only the only thing that's so this is what I told our guys it's like well the rest of our league isn't playing either it's not like I, I understand it and it's horrible yeah. and I feel horrible for my seniors yeah. um but it's like from a coaching standpoint it's like they're not I mean how much better are they get I mean it's Mm-hmm. It's fair for everybody, at least. That's a, that's a decent part. Yeah. Um, if you could only do three – I'm going to ask you some questions now because yeah. I've been writing them down. So if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? Uh, shooting, uh, like read-based things where you're in your offense and then five-on-five, five, you know, just trying to work on situations, scrimmaging. Okay. Three things that I want. And when and so let, let so I want to dive into this a little bit. So when do you practice, and how often do you practice, and how long is your practice? Okay, six days a week uh, in the season. Usually, you know, we're not trying to do too much on the court for more than an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. Okay, um, and, and we want to be efficient with our time because at an academic uh, <laughs> school that they they have other obligations, and and that's that's huge. So we, we're trying not to waste time. You know our practice plans cut down to the minute and we're we're trying to be as efficient as we can just getting to the next play and that's what we teach and preach in our in our offense in our you know in the game is that there's no like snap after every game like football you've got to be able to flow uh, and, and to adapt to what's going on. So I tell people football coaches and bas- baseball coaches have it easy. They get to think between <laughs> plays. Like we, we're, we're one's like going to the symphony. One's like going to a rock concert. We don't get to think between. I mean, the game happens so fast at um at in our, at our level. It's it's crazy. Um. So and do you you have conference rules? You can you start in November, end in. You know, you probably have pretty strict conference rules, is yeah, my guess. We, we um, as far as practice, we can normally start October fifteenth, and, and we practice those six days. We have nineteen weeks of practice to use. Okay. Uh, basketball because it goes through both, you know, semesters. We shut it down for finals, and then we'll bring them back right after or the Christmas. Uh, right. And then we'll usually have a holiday tournament, and then we we go. We have an eighteen uh, game, you know, conference schedule. So we, we play we have oh, wow. in our league and we play round rock. We play everybody twice, one home, one away. That's so, a great, that's great though. Considering yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it's great competition. A lot of different styles of play. It, do you have to double weekend it or do you do that? Yeah. Very Ivy league schedule, right? Okay. So we Friday night we travel and then we'll play that Saturday afternoon, like a four o'clock game. So it's, okay. uh, it's a challenge, it's, it, but it's awesome prep-wise. And that's why it's so important for us to find, you know, at least 10 guys that can go, uh, you know, hard. And, and if we can hopefully wear down those other teams that might have a star few players. Right, right. And the, and the issue is, you, yeah, and yeah. You went with school. You're like, your, your school as big as my school, basically. It's like 2,500. It's like, see, to find 10 that can run, it's like, yeah. Um, 
And, they, and the problem is they get sick. They twist their ankle. They do that. Um, so I ask every college coach, do you, do you require ankle braces? Oh, this is a good one because I've been at schools that do and don't. Uh, I, I don't. Um, I, I encourage them to. Okay. It's important to, to wear one. Um, but if, if a guy turns it once, usually that. that yeah. I'll send you the study. The UW did a study on it. Doesn't uh-huh. weak because because they always say, oh, it's going to weaken my ankles. I go, no, it's not. Yeah. So we, we were, we, we've, gosh, it's been almost 15 years. We require ankle braces. No one steps on our court without them. And, and, and they get all, when they're young, they kind of like, Oh, I said, here's the issue. I want you to play. If you yeah. twist that, what I'm doing is I'm giving you an airbag. Yeah. I, I'm making it a two week ankle yeah. twist rather than a six week. I want you to play. So if you, you know, I guess you don't want to play, you know, if you don't put your ankle braces on. And that's, you've seen ankle braces like break. You've seen Kate Jobs break. And like, if they didn't have that on, your, your ankle's toast. Right, so I, right. Uh, and I let them get taped game day. That's what, that's kind of my thing. Cause it's a little looser. Yeah. I said, but you know, the, the braces are actually better cause they stay tight. But yeah. um, if you could, if you could summarize your coaching philosophy, what would it be? Uh, educator. You know, I'm just trying to teach them how to play and, and hopefully they make good decisions and make me look good. You pick, you pick the right school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I always tell people, I've said this quote a billion times. There's two types of coaches, coaches with players and ex-coaches. Yeah. There's yeah. literally two <laughs> types of coaches. <laughs> like They make me look good. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so let's, let's go, let's add specific for like the college thing. So what do you look for at an AU tournament? What do you look for in a recruit? Yeah. I know what I would look for. And, and I've watched way too many AAU games for my life. Um, <laughs> but what do you look for? I mean, obviously, so here's the math teacher in me. Okay. You're, you, you have a hundred, here's all the high school basketball players in the country. So I'm, I'm summarizing this for people listening. Yeah. Here's here's he can look at five percent of them. Yes, academically, the the other ninety five are eliminated because the, academically they can't get into the school. Maybe a little bit bigger, but it's probably about five five to ten percent. So so your pool is smaller. Real small. So, so what are you looking for in that pool? Yeah, blessing and a curse for sure. Yeah. To have that smaller smaller pool i don't even know how some people can walk into a gym and recruit everybody uh that that's really challenging to, to figure out what you want to do there right uh, <laughs> so for for the easy things for me are, are um I, I want you to be able to shoot it to pass and handle like those those are the the you know keywords for everything but right uh can you make your teammates better um can you take coaching how do you interact with the people on the court with you uh, how do you handle adversity that we talked about for, so I, I need you to be able to shoot pass and handle and play with that toughness. That's going to help win us games. So if you get, you know, knocked in the nose, what are you doing? Are you getting right. back up and you're going to stand in the center ring or are, are you not going to drive in there again or, or you know, or, or see if you're going to try to get that, that loose ball rebound. So um, those are the things that I like to see. But what's the biggest more- deficiency freshmen come in with? I, I have a theory on this, but okay. what's your what's the biggest deficiency? Mine's the sense of urgency, like understanding that every play matters. Um, and and they've been like, hey, coach, but like you know, I had to play all the whole game at my high school, 
because that right. was my 70 percent better than anything else that was going to be there right and that's not not true in college and, and so if they're not going to play with that sense of urgency i'm going to put somebody else in to to empty their tank and we're going to be better for it right oh, i love that i love that i, I was going to say strength Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I've just seen, literally, I've seen what Drew, Drew's put on like 15 pounds. Yeah. So like I, I saw what he was and it wasn't that he wasn't eating well and lifting and doing that stuff, but it, it and this should be his freshman year, but I've yeah. just seen what I've, it's like, holy cow, you've become like a, like that yeah. freshman year, first of all, that, that they're getting like lifting all that stuff on a regular basis, consistent. Um, cause you're playing men, uh, yeah. in college two to 25 year olds, you know, that, that's such a drastic gap. Uh, so yeah. like we have a, var- we're fortunate enough to have a varsity strength coach. Um, and she's worked at, at, uh, you know, Dartmouth and the university of Montana with, with their men and, the, you know, with their basketball and football programs. So she's, we have a great relationship. You make them better athletes and we can make you better basketball players. Right. Um, right. So, they're in there four times a week in the off season and, and you know, two to three times a week in season. It's, it's um, all right. So what do you think is the hardest thing to teach? Uh, it, I don't think you can get that effort out. If, if a kid does not have a nose for the ball rebounding wise, if they never rebound outside their area, it's very hard for that to, to come about. And, and, the other thing besides that effort and rebounding is the, I, I think, seeing the floor, you know, and the reads to try to. I know. I got, <laughs> I, so this is going to sound like a cop out. So I have a sophomore who's a, who, who, who's a D1 kid. He's legit. Uh-huh. He's got, he's Washington's already offered Rice is off. I mean, he's legit. Yeah. And he's, he's played zero minutes of RC basketball, <laughs> but I can tell you what they see. They see long, they see a ball handler. Mm-hmm. And he's probably one of the best passers I've seen at his age Very nice. because he can, he, he sees things that people like the game probably slows for him. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It's just like, he sees things that people just don't see. Like mm-hmm. there's a, whoop, you know, it's like, how do you do that? Like, um, and it's hard film can help and stuff with the ones that don't do it, but there's just, there's a reason people are special. And yes. yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know how it is, and that's what you have to do. It, 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 I'm fortunate to be able to recruit to try to find guys that can do that. Right. And in that high school setting or, or, you know, middle school where you're getting what's coming to you. You get the football guy that can go set screens <laughs> is what you get. Like, you could shoot a layup. I'm happy. Um, so do you have a coaching failure or something that we could dive into that another coach could learn from? Absolutely. Um, you know, you fail – Pretty much on a daily basis. Sometimes, yeah. you know? So uh, the, the one that I always, you know, take home is more of that academic kind of piece in the relationship and monitoring throughout the year. Um, this is more college kind of spot, but it, the kid's like, hey, I'm, and this can be applied to high school. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm doing fine. You know, things are going well. Um, but it was something that, you know, Coach kind of McKill instilled in and has in the program is is talking about uh you know a weekly check-in we call it you know an honor statement um to come in and fill out you know your what classes you had that week did i attend all my classes what assignments did you have what did you get back and uh did you meet with a professor do you need a tutor 
and and what that's doing is building that trust you know in in your your players and hey it's okay to fail as long as we're learning from it right uh, a lot of these kids have never had like a b in their life you know and and to get that first test back and i was telling drew i said okay just understand that when you go to middlebury you're not going to be even close to the smartest person in the room. <laughs> so, so you better put your head down and outwork people because you know, that's what, but it's right. Um, so just that, that check-in process, um, because I, I failed, I feel like I failed a, a student athlete that I had by just taking his word for it and, and wasn't able to gotten the academic problems and wasn't able to stay eligible. So right. that's something that, I want to, that will always be in my program, just to, in our program, just to have. Yeah, I love that. We, 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 we call them Tuesday reports in our school. So every Tuesday they take them around yeah. um, to all their teachers. They're actually, their teachers fill them out and then they fill out something on the bottom. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a little bit of accountability. And then, then we get to have the, you know, like me come here before <laughs> practice starts. Yes. So teacher says you weren't behaving yourself kind of yeah. like, um, so what would you tell a young coach? Like if you had some advice for a young coach, Oof. first uh, of all, first of all, let's talk about advice for a young coach and then an advice for a young coach that wants the coach at the collegiate level. Cause again, if I gave you, if I had a nickel for everybody that says, how do I become a college coach? And then sometimes I, I've, I've literally got a Google document ready to go to send to them about like, okay, make sure you want to do this, 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 and this, and say goodbye to your family for this year, this year, this year. It's like, crazy. I have it spelled out because it's like, it's all cool if you want to do it. Yeah. Um, but there are better gigs out there. So go, go ahead. I, I, uh, I remember my, my coach, Mike Neer told me, uh, no, you don't. When I said I wanted to coach, like I was my senior in college. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, coach I think I do I know and uh realizing it's more of a you know an illness you know like right. it's something that you, you just need and you want and it doesn't make any sense um but it's it's such a rewarding experience um to help people become from you know boys to men and have a successful career and share those relationships afterwards um so the the biggest thing that I remember going through is that it's not ever going to be a play you know, I remember young, you know, like being like, hey, this play is great. You run that play maybe twice, you know, a season, and maybe it helps win you a game, but you have to have that foundation that's going to run through your program throughout. So to, to understand that it's everything else and see it's the pe It's people, not plays. I'm telling you from someone that's done it a really long time and won a lot of basketball games, I got – I got – uh um, I have a kid that's playing. He's probably going to play in the NFL this year. He's, he's, he's a tight end for the Badgers. He was a good basketball player, great athlete, good yeah. basketball player. Jake, if you're listening, there's no way you're listening, but great, <laughs> great. His dad, his dad, his grandpa's Barry Alvarez, great kid, great genes. And, but you know, he wasn't a basketball player, uh -huh. but what he was, was he was a competitor and he learned and he, you know, all of those things over time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, hey everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. This podcast is sponsored by better help. Um, if you're looking, if you're, if you're struggling, you know, um, I've said this all week. I recently had a friend, um, lose, lose her brother, um, to mental health. And I just know how important it is. Um, 
all of us. And, you know, um, so the better help is an answer. They have their own license, professional therapists, um, and you'll be matched with one within 40 hours. If you don't like them, um, or like her or him, or, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll free of charge. You can change your therapist at any time. Um, so I think that's a great thing. I love that they have different ways of communicating too. Um, with your therapist. Some people want to get on a Zoom call or a video call. Some people want to just message. So um, so go over and check it out. Uh, as a special offer to Coach Unplugged members, they'll give you 10% off your first month. Um, so better help, H-E-L-P backslash hoops, um, betterhelp.com backslash hoops, um, and you'll get 10% off. Have a great weekend, everybody. Um, enjoy your Saturday. Hopefully spring is right around the corner for all of you. And, and he was able to develop into the person that I wanted him to do. That's, I, that's what I want. I want to, you know, it's the people before, like he still talks about that more than his football season. He's a football player yeah. because about the relationships, like you were saying. That, that's, and those, those are the things that I, I remember it took him a while to, to understand that, that it was everything, the, the bigger picture. You know, my, my father would always, he was my baseball and basketball coach in high school. You know, always telling me to keep that coaching notebook and, you know, you know, plan out your thoughts, you know, put all the stuff down to paper. And, you know, it wasn't until I was five, seven years into coaching when I'm starting to apply for certain jobs, they want that portfolio. You right. want to have all those thoughts kind of organized so it's, it's flowing, you know, and people can see in your eyes that it's, you know, in your chest and, and that you stand, what you stand for. Well, first of all, I'm telling you, the D3 levels change as far as getting jobs. Yeah. And when you applied and got the Vassar job, I'm sure that I'm sure I, I can't even imagine what that interview was like, but yeah. they wanted to know like every aspect of it. And they also probably wanted to know what your academic feeling was and how are they going to do school and blah, 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 all those things. I mean, you have to have already thought about those before you walk into that room. Yeah. And, and that's where you realize in that failure, right? right? The interview spot of to have a well thought out plan uh, to, to make sure it makes sense for all parties, the administration, your athletic department, for the players, for the families of the players, for your staff, for the strength and conditioning staff, the med, like the, the actual, um, you know, the athletic training staff, like those are all your responsibility now when you're running. Right. So it's, I'm a, I'm a tad bit of a control this, this pandemic, like there's nothing we do in our program. I tell the boys this, there's nothing we do in our program that I haven't already thought about, like how we get on the bus. I think about like <laughs> what time we, I mean, everything. So they know that this world pandemic has caused me some issues because I <laughs> did not plan for this. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't plan for this guys. I mean, I'm, we're pivoting, but I didn't plan for it. Uh -huh. Um, if you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to? Oof. Living or dead is what I'll say. Living or dead. Um, it's tough because, like, with, with Coach, like, Wooden and, like, Coach K, they have so much stuff documented, you know? Right. Like, so it's like, oh, I would love to talk to um, – I mean, I, would, I just love my time that I had with Coach McKillop, which was, was fantastic. And uh, – but – I feel like it would have to be some part of, uh, oh man, there's just so many. I know there's so many. You can go with pop. You can go with Stevens. You can go with oh, like, there's I mean, so well, yeah. this, this is for two purposes, right? So like a, because I wanted to be him when I was growing up and then B because he's an, a very good coach. Steve Kerr is like who I would want to sit down and just chat with. 
and, and like just with his upbringing and the uniqueness in his time with family as well as his coaching opportunities and playing opportunities that's somebody I've read about it I want to be able to talk with him yeah that, yeah that, that would be awesome I would love that okay so um hold on so I'm gonna do my um what's one of the bigger changes you've seen over the last 20 years 30 years mm. or your coaching career yeah uh, I, it's, it's wild, but it, it's the, the cyclical nature of what like a charge and block have been and like what they're trying to do. And, and like, so for a while it was not in the game and now it's doesn't matter. It's back in the game and now you need to teach it. Um, that's like ways to adapt of what you have to do as a coach is, is to evaluate the room and, and see those are rules that are huge. Cause if you're not allowed to take a charge, right. Uh, you know, like, and if everything was going to be a block and that was about four to five years ago or three to four years ago when the verticality came into play. Right. Um, but I felt like the last two years that you can take as many charges as you want. Do you, um, do you have this do, division three as a semicircle, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. So th they're talking about that in our state. I go, what are you talking about? The account that's <laughs> officiating my game has enough stuff to worry about. They're talking shock. They're talking. It's yeah. like these, these guys are coming from their jobs. They're not like, what are you, there's no instant replay people. Like yeah. it's a hard enough call. It's and basically realization is that people are overmatched, you know, at times yeah. and, and like, you can't get too upset. It, nobody wants to be an official. Nobody's going to be like unhappy. So here's my theory is I think I personally, okay, again, Wisconsin, I think the, the, the charge should go away at the, at the pro level. Cause if anyone else flops on Giannis, every time he drives, they flop, they literally flop. It's like watching soccer. Like, and I'm biased cause I'm a Bucks fan. And I think Giannis is one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world. Um, but every time he drives, they flop. They yeah. just straight. I mean, that person isn't important to our team. He's really good. You yeah. just fall down, and then we'll hope he gets in foul trouble. Yeah, and yeah. we've all coached against those games where we have no answer to that guy. Right, uh, and and so hey, how can we try to minimize his damage? <laughs> you got to get him off the court. That's what they try to do. They try to get him off the court. Okay, I'm gonna do. Um, I always end with rapid fire, so I'm gonna ask you a question, okay. and then you're gonna give me a response. It yep. can be a quick response. Whatever. It's just a response. Okay. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with? Wilson Solution. You know, Why? Far, uh, it's what our league uses, but more importantly, it's what the NCAA uses. And, like, good memories, you know, for uh, – I used it as a player. So, okay. like, those four. Yep. I, I use what I, – I, we use Spalding because that's what they use at the state tournament. I'm going to yeah. use what – in the yep. most important game, you want to use the ball they're going to use. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Um, I, I like tough. Okay. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be and why? I've never been – I want to be like courtside for a champion NCAA championship game. Okay. You know, the coaches that you get – the, the, the tickets that you get as a coach are, are like three stories up. <laughs> they weren't bad though. Drew and I went cause Drew, Drew, Drew's, Drew's 18. He's been a member of the N national association of basketball coaches since he was like 12. No, so we got, swear to God, <laughs> That's awesome. been my assistant. So <laughs> him and I both got, we, we saw Virginia win it and those seats oh. weren't bad. Um, they were in the end zone. There were a lot worse. Trust me in the Metrodome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be great. Get to to have the kind of money to get those kind of seats would be yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Oof, this one is good, but it, it's uh, it's a sandwich, you know, like a, a Subway, not Subway, a, a Wegmans sandwich, like uh, like Wegmans is the grocery store up here. And I want okay. Some, yep, potato chips, a little soda. Um, what does your what does your um, game day ritual look like? Oof. Okay, we get the kids to school. Uh, then we try to make sure we go over our plans, get the board ready, um, you know, have a shoot around that we, we were able to do and, and on the court and then get a workout in, you know, and I, I need to get at least like 30 to 45 minutes of some cardio with the mind kind of go. And then we're, we're ready for game time. So, okay. Um, what's one thing you do to relax? Uh, Biggest thing for me to relax is to try to, you know, we have a beautiful campus. I walk around the campus a couple of days and listen to some podcasts. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a gorgeous campus. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story. The first time Drew and I and our family visited it, it was in the middle of summer and it was 110. So we're, it was so hot. <laughs> and so then, so then Drew crossed it off his list. Yeah. Like, and I go, okay, stop. You don't cross it off because it was hot. So we eventually <laughs> made it back. That's when we met you. And it's like, oh, then it moved up the list. It's like, oh, that school's on my list. It's like, it's like those first things, but it's a gorgeous campus. Gorgeous yeah. campus. Um, yeah, you need to walk and, and get some fresh air. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the arches are great that you come in. Those are awesome. I remember those. Um, uh, one coaching technique you think is important? Um, it, it's to, you know, let them fail at times and hopefully create situations for them to have uh to have that aha moment and then they're going to retain it engage it and like completely hold on to it and then it's theirs the rest of their career yeah it's that growth mindset it's literally the growth mindset it is um best basketball player you have seen in person uh there were some really good ones you know we would go down to the milk house in disney and and kyrie irving was the guy who i was as a high school you know rising senior and i was right. like, that that's disgusting <laughs> yeah. the good ones are so good it's just but, you, you can't believe it yeah but the ones where they're moving and they're different is the word that comes to my you know when you see nba talent you, you've seen it with Giannis and, and those guys they're just moving different they're at different speeds different sizes well first of all see first when you see Giannis and lebron in person they look like they look like they're six foot tall they're running like they're six foot tall you're yeah. not running like your big guy who's six eight runs like he's six eight. Sorry, yeah. but he does. Yeah. These two look like gazelles. <laughs> like absolutely. And I teach AP stats. I go, these people are not normal. Like normal. They they are they are they are four standard deviations above. They they are. <laughs> there's one in seven billion. It's like you can't imagine seeing those people. Like unless you've been close on an NBA floor, mm-hmm. you just don't realize it. Like. Um, it's, it's crazy. Um, best player of all time. Uh, I, I'm still in the MJ. You know, MJ's got about 97%. I got to go back and tally that at some yeah. point. <laughs> um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Uh, just being every position volunteer, graduate assistant, you know, part-time, full-time D1, D3, like uh, being able, and then the, the same thing with, as a player, I was a role player, you know, scout team, role player, starter, captain. You know, wearing all these different hats made me uh, the, the coach I am today. So I can try to relate to most of my players. 
Right. I, I, what I, when people send me emails and say, what do I, what do I do to become a coach? I go, go coach. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter if it's upward basketball and it's third graders, just go coach. (laughs) You'll learn something every time you do it. Um, You know, it's the 10,000 hour rule. You just got to put the time in. Um, the, the youth, the youth kids make you such a better coach because they're going to do whatever you say. And you realize the holes in your instructions uh, when you're having that youth coach. <laughs> I'm telling you, I learned as much coaching Drew when he was growing up than I did in my practices. Cause it's like, yeah. Holy crud. How do I teach a third grader to pivot? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to like, um, best game you've seen in person. Uh, Ooh, yeah. NCAA tournament game, uh, Kansas, Memphis. I was at that in San Antonio. Um, when Chalmers hit that shot, oh, I remember that game all the time, and and then they won going away. So I was I was at that. That was the Davidson run. So I was in Detroit watching Steph, you know, um, win some games and get to the Elite Eight, and then to to be able to see it with that championship was pretty impressive. Um, favorite quote or saying? I know you sent a couple of them, but yeah, the the one the never a wrong time to do the right thing. Uh, like a Lou Holtz one. I love that one. Uh, the one that's more relevant now is is like bad times can make you bitter or better. Um, <laughs> well, like that's what we're telling our guys. And what are you going to do with it? And, and one just to like be a little more regional uh, was was talking about what we look for in, in recruiting. You know, recruiting hungry kids. You know, that love the game and want to get better. And, and the most important part of that is that they have more questions than answers. And that's what makes coaching fun. You yeah. Know, well, if you looked at the kind of kids Bo Ryan recruited when he was at Platteville, Wisconsin, the exact same kind of kid. Like they were just, they were, they were th- four star, three star rather than, you know, the three kids who weren't that. Um, yeah. That's, I, I love that. All right. So let's do, um, do you have a favorite book? Uh, the one that I, I pulled out, cause I, I don't have enough time to read as much as I want to. Audible. I'm telling yeah. you. Audible. I'm halfway through Barack's book right now. It's pretty good. I put it on when I don't want to think about anything, to be honest with you. And it's like him just talking about his presidency. It's, it's, it's 700 pages. It's 28 hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's audible. Yeah. uh, (laughs) But the the thing that I, the, I always came back to was the, the Pat Conroy, the, my losing season. Um, And that was something that it was his, about his time being the captain point, senior captain point guard at Citadel and losing, the whole season and again the life lessons that were taught to him and how he wouldn't change it for anything um but yeah pat conroy my losing season and that was reading that when i was at elmira and we were struggling some it's somewhere over there i read that a while ago yeah that's a great book (laughs) it's a great book um best basketball coach of all time um i I would go with uh i love it like (laughs) That's a hard yeah, one. Tan. That hour back is, is fun just to like, just see, I would love to be in his uh, locker room here and what he was telling all those guys. I, I tell coaches have coaches don't pause on best player of all time. They, they can't like coach. They want to talk to and coach the, the best coach. They can't. It's so no, hard. It's like, so many, there's know. so many good ones. And the problem is here's what I tell people. There's so many good ones you've never even heard of like a guy in Arizona that's won yeah. 900 games. You don't know. He's probably a better coach than half the coaches out there, but you never hear of him. Um, 
just because of the way it works. All right. So I appreciate you taking this coach. I know what it's like to have two little kids so that you're awake is amazing in itself. <laughs> uh, do you have any parting words, any, anything you'd like to share with the audience, anything like that? I will put your contact stuff down. Great. So give me your ideal player, like six, four can shoot long. If anybody has a smart kid that can do that. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you have any guys that aren't able to find the right fit at the Ivy league or the Patriot league, um, you know, we're, we're a great spot out here in the direct flight into New York city. We're an hour and a half North. Um, you can ride the train line and, and just be out on the last stop. So it's, and the train's not that far. If I remember right, not too, too bad at all. Seven minutes to the train station. And, and uh, that's right from campus. So it, it's, it's fun, but I, uh, I'm doing what I love and, and having an opportunity to meet great people like yourself and, and not even knowing what's going to happen down the road and, and having an opportunity to speak with you today was great. And Great. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.